What's going on, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. A lot of fun in this one, as always. Always having a good time. And so today we have, as usual, our weekend recap. We had Butler Homecoming, so we talk about that a little bit. Uh, And we just kind of chop it up, have some fun conversation for the first 10-15 minutes. Then we get into our current events. I talk about It's Just Lunch, a dating site for career professionals. But I think they've added uh, a few differences to really kind of create their own niche and differentiate themselves to other dating sites. Uh, And I think people are going to take this one a little more seriously as well. Then in my RLE uh, kind of refer- reference a lot of people that have come up to us and um, shown some love on on our work being done with the show, and we uh, relate that to anyone with a side hustle or business and and doing the work and just being consistent because it will pay off. Then in book talk, uh, I talk about uh, a chapter called "Get Busy Living from Resisting Happiness" by Matthew Kelly. Uh, I kind of tie that with. Uh, a really amazing and intense podcast I listened to uh, by Jocko Willink and Dakota Meyer and kind of tie the two in there. Uh, We really need to get busy living. Stop worrying about that vacation a year from now and uh, get busy on your daily stuff. So, Tim, where do you take us? Yeah, man, I talk about a 20-minute habit you can build in every month to help you retain information longer. Oh, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Slager and I both had the topic planned out for today, so I stole it from him today. At least we're uh, on the same page. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We both see value in it. Church. And you, and you will too. Like we talk about like, it's a 100-year-old formula that was developed by a German psychologist that's kind of being resurfaced today in college classrooms about how can we learn information in a way that allows us to retain it longer. And it only takes 20 minutes, so we talk about that. Um, and then I talk about just my side hustle with the resume revising. Um, I talk about how I got my first client. Um, the biggest thing I learned from it and how it can relate to anybody who is going through their career and trying to compare themselves to other people. And we talk, I, I just talk about the lessons learned from this and just the correct mindset to have because everyone's unique. Um, and then in the show and book talk, talking about Grant Cardone's book, Sell or Be Sold. And we get into the five most powerful words in the English language that you can use, whether in a presentation, in an interview. In any setting where you're trying to convince someone to your point of view, um, we give you that strategy that you can implement using these five powerful words. So I hope you guys enjoy your Tuesday. Without further ado, episode 95. I still have not seen the Joker movie. I'm slacking. I thought you were supposed to go this week. Said I, you were. I, I ran out of time to a lot for that. I put it down on my priority list. Yeah, maybe this week though? Maybe. We'll see. I'm out of town this coming weekend. Okay. So, might be tough. But maybe. Maybe. Because I'd like to see it. And Jay Shetty, on his podcast, there was one titled what the Joker gets right and wrong about mental health. And I'm like, well, I can't listen to that until I watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And I really want to listen to that. So I'm like, gosh, oh, shit. And then we can talk about it together. Then, then we can talk about it. Yeah. Then we can do a movie review. Get paid. Maybe. <laughs> Rotten well, Tomatoes hit us up. Yeah, no shit. I think we have good taste. Mm-hmm. I did watch El Camino. Were you a Breaking Bad fan? Did you mm-hmm. watch Breaking Bad? Oh, the, is that the movie? 
Yeah, with uh, Jesse. It's like based on Jesse Pinkman. His life afterwards. And kind of after, yeah. I still need to watch it, but I will. Yeah, and so it has like certain flashbacks with him and Walt, which is cool. Some action, uh, like I said, flashbacks. You kind of see what he went through, through some of the Breaking Bad stuff that wasn't full detail in that show. This one kind of gives more detail into some of the, into some of the things, and uh, try not to spoil it. But then it shows like his strategy on getting out, out like gone. So from it's the business from like everything because he's still like kind of a hot character. Mm-hmm. So his like exit strategy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's good. Definitely worth the watch, I thought. Not, like, jaw-dropping. It was To me, it was kind of like two Breaking Bad episodes put together, but about Jesse Pinkman after that and now getting out mm. for the rest of his life. How long is it? Like, two hours? I think it's, like, yeah, hour 40-ish, maybe. It's not too long. Pretty average. But it's... No, it's good. It just... It wasn't, like, jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. But, yeah, like I said, probably worth a watch or two. Meh. That I'm good. Yeah. But not bad. Definitely not bad. And, like I said, good insights on what happened. Mm-hmm. So. Then, uh, oh, Kanye's new album. I took a listen over the weekend. Not bad. It's, like, super, like, God-oriented, which, like, I'm cool with. Like, you know me. But, um, definitely an interesting spin. But I think, didn't I read or hear that he... Even said he was going to go towards more gospel-ish music anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he kind of pulled a Taylor Swift. Like, she said she was going to do more poppy stuff, and she did. It's not like they're just switching blindly. I'm like, whoa, when was this going to be a thing? Mm-hmm. But, like, so he followed it. And uh, they're shorter songs. They're, like, within the two to three minute. Yeah, isn't the whole album, like, 27 minutes or something? Yeah, it's pretty quick. All that wait for 27 minutes? It's pretty quick. But... I will say the one use this gospel, that's the jam. Okay. Like it's slow, but when it starts out, it's like, man, am I about ready to kick a door in? Like I put it on my workout playlist, even though it's slower, but it'll get like the juices going. Okay. I'll try to. I'll listen to it this week. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. We can go. We can talk about it more in depth next week. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, <laughs> so at the gym last week, I've told you about the Mortal Kombat guy. Mm-hmm. He's back. Oh, he's back. He's, he's made a return. He's back with vengeance. Jim Legend. Oh, one of the greatest of all time. So, I'll, I'll quickly catch people up to speed. I was in yoga one night, and we're literally two minutes from starting. And this guy, flat bill hat, backwards, tight, skinny, black jeans, um, like high, high top shoes, you know, tatted everywhere, whatever. Um... He's kicking the bag, like the punching bag, in the studio room that we're about to start class in. My instructor tells him, like, hey, we're about to start a yoga class. He goes, oh, what time? It's like, 8 o'clock. What time is it? About 8 o'clock. And so he keeps hitting his bag. He's, like, grunting, and he'll hit this good kick or punch, so he thinks. Like, oh, yeah! Like, woo! And it's like, come on, buddy. Like, come on. (laughs) What are we doing? And so he's walking out of the studio. Round two. And I'm like, what is this, Mortal Kombat? So I saw him again. Same outfit, but his shoes were gold and shiny. High tops. Gold and shiny. 
same hat backwards, you know, same tight skinny jeans with tears in them at the knees. So I'm, I'm really intrigued by this guy. Like, maybe I'll catch him in the sauna sometime. Like, hey, man, what's your, what's your deal? Like, I'm just curious. Like, what, what, you, what, what are, are you fit, about? What are your fitness goals? Yeah, what are you about? Like, Mortal Kombat real life? Or, like, what's, what's the end goal here? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I mean, for, for him, it sounds like he's found a good motivation to go to the gym. I don't know. I mean, if you, can cre- if you can create, like, a whole identity for yourself at the gym, I mean, if it gets you out of bed and gets you there, more power to you. Yeah. Find your why. Or maybe I'm being a dick and he's got just, like, that's his shtick and I'm just being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Insecure about something. Yeah. I don't know, but I get entertainment out of it. I, it makes me laugh. I'm laughing with him, not at him. And I bet those gold shoes, I mean, I bet it puts him in a certain type of mood for his workouts. Maybe so. he just feels extra good. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're good for, you know, good arch support. Or he can spread Could his be. toes out really well in those shoes. Nice wide shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm intrigued by this man. Yeah. But in the meantime. Let he, me know if you get a conversation going. He's funny to me. Oh, I highly doubt it. Could I, happen. You I know. highly doubt it. Nah. I just kind of stick to myself. That's cool. But, yeah, you never know. Maybe if he invades our yoga class again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still. Highly unlikely I'll talk to this cat. Anyways, how was your weekend? It was good, man. We had homecoming this weekend. We did have Butler yeah. homecoming this weekend. Or rain coming is what we should call it. It's rain, yeah. raining all day. Luckily, we were under a tent. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Got to see friends from close and afar. Yeah. Near and afar. Trying to sound nice doing that. Mm-hmm. Flying in, driving in. Always a good time. Love when parents stop by too, like mm-hmm. a tailgate. It's like, parents are about to get down. Yeah. Let's ride. It's always good, like, greeting those people that even though you haven't seen them for a couple years, you could just, like, link back up and, like, carry it off right where it left off. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the handshakes and yep. stuff you were talking about before. And Yeah, spe- take a special type of a relationship to be able to do that. But yeah, 100%. A lot, lot of those yesterday. It was good to see some people catching up. and Yeah, good time. Yeah, my parents were in town, so I got a nice couple nice meals out of it very nice oh yeah yeah i was like well i'll be home this weekend i got got a seminar and uh they're like oh what do you want for dinner i was like i don't know anything homemade is good but yeah i'm going to a seminar with dr andy galpin um hosted by modus education dr bob newhaven who we've had on the show yep so he is hosting dr andy galpin who has a phd in bioenergetics he um i think was from what I understand, pretty integral part in uh, the formation of the podcast, Barbell Shrugged. Uh, he was a power lifter. He coaches uh, high-level elite athletes as well. Uh, he teaches class at uh, Fullerton. Um, so this dude's kind of the man, um, and it's going to be about uh, maximizing human performance. So okay. anything like rehab, personal training, food, you know, coaching, everything that I'm interested in he's like at the top of the list Mm. like he is one of the top players in that space so I'm like I don't know exactly how it's all going to be paid for but right now I'm signed up we'll figure it out later and uh you know it's one of those things an offering I think from from the universe of okay be scary and take it you'll figure it out later be conservative and don't and wonder what you might be missing in terms of knowledge or getting FaceTime with someone who I look up to in the space. And hopefully in sometime early next year, we can have an interview with. Mm-hmm. We reached out. He said, hey, try me in January. Fair enough. Busy guy. 
but getting some FaceTime with him too also wouldn't help the cause co- or wouldn't hurt the cause. Right. I mean, all great things are on the opposite of fear. So. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, um, you know, just getting to know him, what he's about, and vice versa. Uh, make sure we're, like, not schmucks. But, um, yeah, super excited for this one, man. It's uh, I'm going solo. So, uh, docs aren't going with me. I'm just going up myself and um, going to take the best notes I can so, and share with them. But it's I'm super excited. Good. I think this is going to be big time. Good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing what you learn and how you bring it onto the podcast too. Yeah. So it's it's a level up weekend for sure. Good. Long days, but it's yeah, we're leveling up. So, but anywho, uh, anything else from the weekend? Oh, you saw Brett. She was in town. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice, yes, sir. Good weekend. Pat's girl was in town, so we. Yeah, she was. We all hung out. Man, we, you almost break. almost forget how many people you did see because mm-hmm. you saw so many people. Yeah. You remember seeing me at Dell, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. You were having fun. I was having a good time. Yes. I was having a good time. Uh, a friend a friend of ours, uh, mutual in the show, BK, had me try this uh, certain beverages. It was pretty tasty. So I had a few of those. But I was, good. yeah, it was a good time. Good time. What was your record in beer pong? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think like one and two. Okay. Or two and two. I don't know. I played a few games. Won a few, lost a few. Good. Talked a lot. Ate a lot. Drank the right amount. Perfect. Yeah. So, overall, good weekend. Good Good. catching up. Uh, What's going on in the world, Tim? Yeah, I want to talk about how uh, an old psychologist, um, some of his his ideas and practices are kind of resurfacing today. So, uh, the Ebbinghaus forgetting curve. So, it's a 100-year-old formula developed by German psychologists. Uh, Hermann Ebbinghaus, uh, who pi- he pretty much he kind of pioneered like the the study of memory. Mm-hmm. Like, he did a lot of different experiments, developed theories, and I mean this was obviously hundred years ago, but it's now being used like today. It's for like colleges to help people retain information more. Um, and I kind of want to talk about how you can use the principles from this curve and like the the concepts behind it to reverse engineer it and remember things more. So. The forgetting curve that he talks about, it's, it kind of describes how we retain or lose information that we learn, whether it's through a book, uh, through a podcast, uh, through a seminar. Um, and it, it bases this curve, how much you remember, based on the amount of time afterward. And it bases it on a one-hour lecture or a one-hour learning session. Like if you read for an hour, listen to a podcast for an hour, an hour's worth of information. So you remember the – like you obviously remember the most from – reading or lecture right after the one hour learning period mm-hmm. and then it says one day after the lecture or learning you will have lost about 50 to 80 percent of the information that's a lot and that's just a day after and then a week after by day seven you're only retaining about 10 percent of it and then by day 30 the information is virtually gone almost like two to four percent is still retained um, and then any point after that, you're going to pretty much have to relearn the material from scratch. And this is all assuming that you never review the information after learning it. Mm. So I'm sure there's a lot of times like, and you remember those, t- those times in school where you learn something in class and like... Just for the test. Yeah. And then like the test comes around and you're like, I don't remember any of this. Let's just study it all today. Yeah. And you spend like hours and hours in it. But what if I told you that you could only spend 20 minutes over a month long period 
and retain everything the same amount you would as if you crammed it. People would still cram it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, but no, they... I mean, 20 minutes versus like, yeah, whether it's your grade or something for work, you know, getting an F or getting fired, mm-hmm. 20 minutes can save all that. Yeah, or like the seminar you're going to. Like this, yeah. you can apply this with your seminar. So what they did is, I mean, it's coming up today because they're, they're trying to use the principle principles of it to help you retain more. So how you can reverse the curve and learn more is learn in spaced intervals. So revisiting and reprocessing, reprocessing the same material, mm-hmm. but in like a very like specific pattern, a pattern that's focused on the curve and what they're talking about. So the Ebbinghaus formula calls for you to spend 10 minutes reviewing the material within 24 hours of having received it. So you have the lecture, you have the podcast, the seminar, whatever you go to. They say that within 24 hours of that happening, you should review the material for 10 minutes. Hmm. And then the the second time you should review it is seven days later. So spending five minutes to sort of reactivate the same material and raise the curve up again. So within 24 hours, spend 10 minutes. Within a week, seven days later, spend five minutes. And then you don't have to look at it again until day 30 and your brain only needs two to four minutes to completely reactivate the same material. So 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes over a month long period. And they're saying that people have been putting this in the practice and trying it. And I want to try it too. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff that I've been learning like within books and stuff. Um, Yeah. Just, they, they say that that is a good way of retraining information after doing like using the same principles of the curve. So what do you think about that? That's pretty sweet for just 20 minutes and, you know, it's it's a different type of habit, but like we've learned from atomic atomic habits, add it to something that already exists. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, "Oh, I need to do this for work tomorrow," add on the first ten minutes if it's within that twenty four hours, or like, "All right, that was awesome. I need to do this for tomorrow." Mm-hmm. Add on those ten minutes, or if it's week seven, maybe it's on a weekend, five minutes out of your weekend. You know. Right before you shower or after sh- after you shower, whatever. Uh, but no, I'm actually uh, familiar with this, Tim, because I was gonna bring the same <laughs> thing up. So you had it on your tip. <laughs> you thief, thief. But dude, I think that this is something that kind of like in schools today. I feel like not a, like not enough teachers are implementing this into their own lesson plans. Like I feel like in a lot of schools today, you'll see like a teacher teach it. And then they'll just move on to the next thing the very next day. Just like hammer as many different topics consecutive days. They don't ever like revisit again until right. the end. And and most college court well, that we experienced were fifty, fifty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Some were an hour and change, but even if it's a little over an hour, doing this will still help a lot more than if you don't. Mm-hmm. And if knowing this like if if this is to be true, then that can save a lot of kids, like a lot of stress and anxiety, especially if you have like test anxiety. Like I was terrible at taking tests. Mm-hmm. If I would have known that twenty minutes would have saved me from one having to do like three, four, five extra more hours than I really needed, saving me a lot of time and frustration, and just like, man, I hope I do well. Because mm-hmm. now it's like, man, twenty minutes—that probably would have been my studying for that test. Yeah. If that's the case, retain that much. I'm good. How how long did you spend? Yeah, maybe an hour. 
two to four minutes last night in a final <laughs> review session. And still just, do still do fine. Yeah, like think about if teacher like I'd re- be really interested to know like the difference in test results for the entire class. But imagine if a teacher taught something in one class period and the next class period reviewed it for the just for the first ten minutes and then went on and taught the next thing and the next class reviewed the first ten minutes of the things you just taught on that one class and then next week just spend like five minutes reviewing what you did last week. We should spread this to Butler. Yeah. For send sure. this to like send kids. Send COB. Send it to kids that we still know in school. But hey, just pass this on to like. If you're in a house or whatever, just pass it on. Mm-hmm. Try it and see what happens. Yeah. Give us 20 minutes worth of your time and see if your test scores go up. Mm-hmm. Spend less time studying and see if your test scores go up. Can you do that for us? What a interesting social mm-hmm. experiment. Yeah. There's a book called Brain Rules by John Medina, and he talks about memory, how you remember more by learning it in timed intervals. Mm. So, I mean, there's a lot of psychologists who have studied this, and or, or talking about how, how, like, just the learning process in a lot of schools today isn't optimal for people, like, retaining stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I, I heard, I forget if it was on Jordan Harbinger's show or Jay Shetty's. One of them, uh, well, they each had Kobe Bryant, but in one of them, it was referenced that Kobe would practice in intervals throughout the day. So it wouldn't go for three hours straight. Maybe he'd wake up super early before getting his kids ready for school, and he'd do an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Then he'd do some things in between. He'd go back for another hour, hour and a half. Do some things and maybe go back another time. So, like, he'll have maybe the same amount of time worked as someone else, like, spread out, but he's got better energy, better focus. Like, he's able to go harder in that window than dying the last, like, full hour, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I heard he spaced intervals to train, so it's interesting that we do that with our brain for memory, too. Yeah. Hmm. That's the Ebenhaus. That's interesting. Ebenhaus forgetting curve. Cause, and I think that you could even... You don't really have to stick to, like, 10 minutes. Like, you don't have to just limit yourself to 20 minutes. Like, if what you learned requires more... Like, I would say just rev- go through everything you learned one time. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to identify... like. Say, oh, like I've done 10 minutes, got to stop here. Yeah. Even if it's like 20 to 30 30 minutes a week. Yeah. So put your own spin on it, but just know that like over time, like you don't have to be reviewing it every day, but if you space it out based on what your brain on average forgets at each time, like raise that curve up. So if you feel like that's, that's the, like his curve is study on a lot of different subjects and when people happen to forget stuff, but if you can time your review on right when you're about to forget something, it maximizes your, your time. Yeah, I, think. I agree. So. No, I, I like this a lot. I'm, I'm definitely going to try this, especially this is funny that I have this now. And in a few days, I'm going to a seminar, which I think is very high level stuff. Mm-hmm. So be interested to see how I do over the next 30 days with that. Yeah. Too. This also goes like with the importance of taking notes on anything that you learn. Or try to or highlight in books and stuff because, I mean, it's one thing to just read something once, but you're gonna forget it. So you might as well have some sort of thing that you can go back and review, whether it's notes or highlights. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a good article. I'm glad, you know, at least one of us, but funny, both of us brought it up. Not surprising, but yeah, still my idea. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> I never saw you send it. So I, uh, I was at breakfast with my parents over the weekend, and my dad, um, they brought up this thing called "It's Just Lunch," and I'm like. What's that? And 
I guess it's a dating site for like geared more towards career professionals. It's like business people that maybe they you know don't have the time to go out a few nights a week and mingle and try to meet people at random spots and doing all this. So you you make a profile, but it's not like public for the world to see. It's a lot more private. Okay. And you still get matched, but it's for more like kind of innocent or less um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe less pressure okay. environment than like a dinner date. It's more for lunches or just drinks after work. Yeah. So – a lot uh, kind of calmer setting, but still something that you can, you know, got to eat lunch, right? Mm-hmm. So something you can still fit within your day and a drink isn't a full-on dinner day. If you're like, man, I got a lot of work to do, you can go have a drink. Sounds like you might need it anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't see a, a price on it, but from research I did trying to find numbers, it could be between two to $5,000. I guess it determines on location, number of dates, uh, they go on, but the thing about it being higher cost, uh, what what I thought was, then you understand people aren't there to just waste time or fuck around, and it's not going to turn into a Bumble or Tinder, where it's just everyone just trying to get some. Mm-hmm. These are like business people not trying to fool around, still interested in a relationship and maybe a family, but really are into their job still, which is fine, but. I think this kind of helps open the door to people like that that truly are wrapped up with work, love what they do, so they do it a lot, but still are interested in having a life. They just don't know how to mm-hmm. fit it in. So that's kind of how I saw this. I've always been skeptical of like dating sites and things like that. Like, eh, I don't know if that's how I want my story to go, but like I know people have good success with things like that. But this was interesting. Just like, man, that's like, you can determine over a lunch or drinks if you want to spend more time with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't take you forever to figure out like, man, I like this person. Nah, I really don't care about this person. Right. We're like, man, this person's pretty interesting. I want to see, you know, what else they're about. Yeah. But I got to go back to work. Hey, let's set something up a little more time. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I was like, man, I've never heard about this. So I look it up and I told him, I was like, I'm probably going to talk about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So I, I thought it was pretty interesting and um, a different spin on a dating site. You know, it's not just, they do the matching. Mm-hmm. Like they do it. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a little different, a little different spin. I'm not sure how like a match or something like that works. If you can see a whole profile of, of people. I don't know, but this just seemed pretty uh, less hands-on by the person. You do your profile, all those things, and they kind of do the rest for you. Mm-hmm. And you really don't have to do much at all outside of that. But, yeah, I I was I was um, impressed. Uh, and, and like I said, I think has differences and kind of found its own niche. And I think people might be more into something like this. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know your thoughts. I know there's a lot of stuff out there. People are using our age, older, in between. Um, and wanted to see what you thought about this one. Yeah, like what has always interested me about the the online dating industry is the narrower you go, the, the more successful you're most likely to be. Like I, I see this as, hey, they, they're picking, like you said about the niche thing. Like I'm just interested to see like, you can you you compete the best when you can find your target market and know how to market to that target market. Like mm-hmm. with this, like I see it's perfect for people that 
like you said, like super into their jobs, work, workaholics, if you will, and like people who just work so hard at their jobs, they don't like have the time or energy to go actively seek out like people outside of work, which sounds, I mean, it sounds like a tough situation, but like it ha- it's the, the case with a lot of people and they market to this target market because like you said, it does all the work for you. Mm-hmm. It sets up the lunch in a business-like way. Like it's like, hey, throw it on my calendar, something like that. Like it's yeah. not like swipe left or right type of thing it's, right it's like systematic research and it's i mean it's it's i think people who are in the business industry or like work a lot will latch on to this uh, and like i said yeah it's 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 narrow it's targeted and i think it, it, it's, it's a good idea so. yeah i agree man it's uh yeah i the more i read i was like man this i i could see this you know i get it mm-hmm. i get how how this is a little more attractive than other things like because I mean, not that I don't have time to go out and things, but you know, some days it's six to ten thirty, so it's there's no chance of doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I can see if someone like has long days, you know, it's like, oh, let me just check real quick. Oh, that's interesting. This person looks dope. Let's get a drink. Mm-hmm. So you, are you gonna jump on or what? Oh no, man, can't afford that shit. <laughs> hey, what if <laughs> what if what if we promo there on our podcast? Hey, just let us have a free account. This guy needs one. <laughs> I I don't know about need. I haven't really been uh, trying to prioritize that part of my life lately. Yeah. Trying to let that come to me. Well, let them do the work for you. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Focus on your craft. That's the point of it. That's funny. I love it. Oh man, you dog. Um, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting, but. Uh, no, I don't think I'll be getting a, an account on anything right now, Tim. Okay. But I appreciate Fair your enough. concern for my my personal uh, life. Fair enough. Really do. It's just lunch. It's just lunch. Yo, it was just lunch. Just hey, lunch. hey. It was just a drink. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, oh, wait. No, I don't have another current event because you already talked about it. Yep. <laughs> one and one today. So I, I did have an RLE related to uh, the podcast okay. and something that I kind of wanted to piggyback off with a Gary V lesson uh, that he talks about all the time consistently. Uh, but I've had a lot of people comment on, and you know, to us it's a lot. In the grand scheme, it's, it's a small window, but how much content we've been pushing out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I, you know, whether they listen to it or not, I just appreciate them realizing like how much we're putting in. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate, you know, you saying something, you're watching, you're paying attention. Um, and that's for a few reasons. Like they're interested. And, and two, like you even saying that is showing love and you could do the opposite or do nothing at all. So I'm very appreciative of that. And people see how hard we're working now. So by the time this thing is a lot bigger, then it's never a case of, oh, they got lucky. You know, I don't know if that's selfish or not, but having people see the work being put in now, all the behind the scenes stuff, and it's like, when it gets there, it's like, hey man, these guys earned it. Like they worked Mm -hmm. their asses off for this. Mm -hmm. So for a few reasons, reasons, but um, no, it's it's cool when, when people say, you know, anything positive and especially when they see how much we're doing and cause it's a lot, but I don't get tired of it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's fun as hell. Yeah. But I wanted to share that. Uh, or if anyone else has a, a side project or, or something like people are noticing if you're putting the work in, people are noticing mm-hmm. and there's days I can always work harder all the time. Yeah. But if you're consistent and you're actually doing it and you have care into your art, 
then people will take notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like that's for anybody out there who has some sort of passion, some sort of they find enjoyment out of learning about something or putting something into practice, some type of craft or some passion that you you can feel like if you have a system for putting out free value to people, keep on doing that and the universe is going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Like we have a we have developed a good system of putting out free value and there it is never like we live in a time where it is the easiest it's ever been to put free value out into the world to an audience that is free for you to, to access. Right. Like just the, the LinkedIn platform in general, I just, I mean, we're seeing now how LinkedIn is slowly starting to become like Facebook. More and more people are putting out their own content. Like it used to just be, Hey, like let's, let's connect on here. Let's find jobs on here. Mm-hmm. But now like you see more and more people using it as a platform to write articles like we do. Like, I've, I've been trying to use it more to put, like promote our, our podcast. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to post about Kristen's episode tonight on there, like putting out free value into the world. So like putting out information that you don't expect anything in return for like that, like LinkedIn is the perfect place to do that. If you're, if you're, if you enjoy writing about something or creating art, like put it on LinkedIn, it is the best possible place for you to put stuff right now to an audience that has connections in itself like linkedin like right you can put something out on your timeline and if one of your your connections on linkedin likes what you put out that will show up on someone else's linkedin timeline Mm -hmm. who's not even connected to you like that's how valuable like that's the type of roi you're going to get on putting out value on linkedin so just going off of what you say like yeah we're on instagram but i think we need to hit LinkedIn more, and I think a lot of people need to hit LinkedIn more because it's yeah. the best place to put out content right now. And and I hope this isn't just me, but with LinkedIn, I feel like there's this kind of unspoken thing of, hey, we're here to advance, help each other, but don't be trying to slide in my DMs trying to hit on me. Like, this is LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, like, to your point, yeah, like, it's, it's not Facebook. It's, it's Facebook, except it's real life value. It's like it's real... Yeah value that's going to advance you in a professional way and that would just like turn the person off it's just like yo this is linkedin bro this mm-hmm. ain't like you know bumble or, or right. some shit or like that's the great thing even about facebook it. people do that too like if someone's slipping in your dms it's an opportunity to advance your career in some way yeah like if, oh, if, can it, I take if you, it pans out can i take you out to dinner yeah what you trying to sell you got some good shit or what <laughs> you got good ideas mm-hmm. um but yeah so I, I do like LinkedIn, and the more I use it, mm-hmm. the more... And to your point about who might see it, there's people that will like what you're writing or, or talking about on LinkedIn that maybe you don't see the likes on, on Instagram. It's like, oh, I didn't know that person paid any attention to what I was doing. Like, I haven't talked to them in forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, who else is really seeing this thing, to your point? And then it's like, oh, people actually do enjoy reading certain things yeah. that are real-life applicable. Yeah, it's great. So, I love it. All right, LinkedIn. That's the goal. GoPro soon. That's right. GoPro GoPro coming up. Stay tuned. We are actually about to be on video. Video podcast. Oh, that means we got to get a YouTube account now and shit. Oh. Another platform. Okay. Okay. More content. Okay. But yeah, so the the content, um, Gary V always saying content, 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 Mm. even if it's not perfect, trying to make it perfect will slow you down. Yep. So... 
that's our other thing. We just want to be consistent, always given some good info or insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just fun posts too. Like I love our audio, audio posts. Yeah. People like those. We have, when we have video to go with that, oh. It's over. Man. <laughs> it's over. Well, I hope not. I do want to keep going. No, yeah. <laughs> no, just. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's just beginning. The door was open. I had to walk through it. That's right. So, yeah, speaking of LinkedIn as well, um, you uh, you told me last week you got some new new clients, writing mm-hmm. clients. Yep. So so let's hit up. Uh, I think that was your RLE for the day. Yes, going off LinkedIn. Yeah. So, nice transition. Nice transition. Yeah. So I I mean, on the side I've been I've been revising people's resumes for them, doing their cover letters, their LinkedIn profiles, um, and I've also aside from putting out content about our podcast on LinkedIn, I've always I've also I mean the blogs I write they're centered around career advancement, career development. Mm. So I try to put information out there in the shoes of the people who I'm also serving is the people who are trying to advance their career through a better resume, through a better cover letter. So been doing that, and I've been using LinkedIn to connect with clients for resume writing. There's something I've been using called LinkedIn ProFinder, where people can go onto the platform, and like if they want the resume done, they can click like the ad to do it. And whenever someone clicks through this ad, I get like a client request that mm. I can bid on for a proposal. So been connecting with people through that. And I love doing it because I mean, you just, the, the interesting people you meet and the lesson I've learned is like, everyone has a different background and nobody's timeline is the same. Like if, if you're worried of, if you haven't started something yet, or if you don't have as much experience as someone else, like, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people, but comparing yourself to yourself because it just it reinforces the people I've met. Like, I I got my first client this past week, and she started her own like cleaning business, like where she would clean offices and stores. Mm-hmm. And she had a client; it was a grocery store that she was cleaning the store. And she eventually she developed such a good relationship that they ended up offering her a job to be the store manager of the store through that. Huh. And so she managed the employees at the store and she ended up, she was there for like 12, like 10 or 15 years. And then she went to this cosmetology school where she was like the director of like student affairs or operations and did that for 15 years. And just some unfor- un- unfortunate circumstances out of control. She, she couldn't do that job anymore. And she, she did all this before she got a college degree. She just went back to school and got, I mean, she got an associate's degree, got certificates in sales and marketing and it just it's just a lesson. Like if you work your ass off and you're passionate about something, mm-hmm. like don't worry about what your timeline is compared to everybody else. Like use it as fuel and use like what is unique about you to advance yourself and which which is what she's done. And that's what's so cool about this job is I mean, you learn about really cool people's backgrounds and it's just a reinforcement of like everyone has something unique to offer and if you're not where you want to be right now, don't worry about where you're not at right now, but do the necessary thing like the next 24 hours to get you closer to that. So Yeah, and, and it's like, look at what's behind the so-and-so is currently working at such and such place. Mm-hmm. Like if you just read her profile of that, you wouldn't know what you just said. Right. Where it's like, understand that there could be some really like good stuff and, and hard-hitting lessons to be learned behind those lines of like where they work or how long they've been working there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always uh, something to be said of, you know, to your point, just it's, it's how you keep going, but then it's wh- where you wind up is exactly where you're supposed to wind up. Yep. And she just kept putting her head down and, and getting after it. 
things out of her control. She was laid off. She kept getting after it. Now she's going to school and getting more. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not done. Let's go get some. Yep. So, and, I'm, and I'm helping her find that final career. So love it, dude. I mean, that's it's it's what's it's motivating to me, and it keeps me going. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's what's up. So, should we enter a little bit of book talk? Yeah, let's get nerdy with it. Let's right? get nerdy with it. Uh, hey, good good day to nerd out on some books. That's right. Yeah, we should have a book club too. <laughs> what you think? I think we should. OTD yeah. book club. OTD book club. What what? Facebook group. Get rid. <clears throat> You want to start out or should I? Uh, you can start out. You're on a roll. Okay. Uh, so I'm talking about Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. It's a mm. book helping salespeople, uh, people, anybody, not just salespeople, people who are trying to convince other people to their point of view, whether you're at work, whether it's personal relationship. <clears throat> and he talks about, Grant Cardone talks about three of the most powerful words in the English language, which is, you are right. Mm. He talks about two other powerful words. I agree. Uh, and this goes to a lesson like agreeing with the other person means you're more in control of the conversation. Like if you're ever trying to persuade someone your point of view and they say something that kind of contra- either contradicts what you're saying or an objection to what you're saying, you should always start out by agreeing with them. Because if you're really trying to get somebody your, to your side, disagreeing with them and trying to prove something wrong hurts their self-confidence and does not make them feel as important. So they're mm-hmm. less likely to move to your side. Um, you should always begin any presentation or discussion with agreement and then work to persuade them to your point of view later on. Um, he talks about when people like objections. You should, whenever someone gives an objection, you should agree with it. Like if someone says, oh, that's too much money, you should be like, oh, it is a big investment. But you should, when you agree with them, you should give them the opportunity to find some type of solution for what they're objecting or mm. give them the floor to say something. And the, to qualify it as a true objection. Because most of the time when people disagree with you, there isn't like enough like ammo behind it. Like if someone, I mean, Ben Shapiro talks about this or does this really well. Whenever someone disagrees with his point of view, he asks them to provide examples supporting their point of view. Yeah, he um, wants facts. Yeah, like if someone disagrees with you, be like, so how do you want to fit? Like, how do you, what do you think is a good solution to fix that? And if they don't, if they don't have anything for it, that's when you can kind of be like, show how your solution can give them not disagreeing with what they're saying, but bring insight that they may not know. Because yeah. obviously, if you say, hey, do you have any examples? How are you going to solve this? And they don't have anything, bring them insight that they obviously prove that they don't have anymore. Yeah. So um, it shows like shows that you understand their point of view and see see if they know how to solve something and then bring that insight. And Yeah. Well, and, and also, oh, which book? It's a recent one I read talks about how when you do need to disagree, like straight up disagreeing to your point, like they're not going to move to your side maybe even at all. Mm-hmm. But agreeing first, getting on their side will help them like you better. Mm-hmm. They're especially not going to enjoy anything you say or listen to anything you say or try to be on your side if they just don't even like you. Mm-hmm. So if it can't even get to there, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. You know, to you had a good one. um I know this is a big investment. This is why, because this is where it will get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if they say it's too much money, it'd be like... Like, I agree. This is a lot. Yeah. But let's let's invest the money now so we can start making you money quicker instead yeah. of thinking about it because you're obviously here because you need an issue solved. Mm-hmm. Instead of worrying about how much it is, let's invest the money and, and get that back as soon as possible. 100%. So... I, I like that, though, with you know agreeing with something that they proposed. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, agree with something and, and then say, what would you think about doing <clears throat> this part this way? And it's like, well, I haven't thought about it that way. And then it just gets a conversation going. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, that's dumb. Try this. They're not, they're already not even listening. Mm-hmm. So, oh, excuse me. Sell or be sold. Yep. Sounds like a good one, man. It is, man. Powering through it. I saw uh, our buddy Christoph Lewis reading that one. Yeah. That's kind of where I got that. I mean, that's kind of motivated me to get it. So nice. Just motivating people with his books, man. That's what he does, man. Book a week. And I think he's still ahead of schedule. Yeah, he is. By like one or two books. Mm. On fire. So, speaking of fire, man, what another good transition. I listened to Dakota Meyer with Joe Rogan. And so Dakota Meyer uh, is a Marine and he received the Medal of Honor. But after I listened to Joe Rogan, they didn't get like super into all the details of, of his battles overseas. He was in Afghanistan. But they were referring to things. And then his podcast that he did with Jocko, Jocko Podcast 115. And that gets into like that's a three hour podcast of mm. his time in the Corps. Uh, he was at Ganjagal, uh, one of, uh, I think it was the largest or, or deadliest small arms battle in Afghanistan. Wow. Was Ganjagal, yeah. And so he talks about, you know, gets into decision making, um, listening or not listening to orders, you know, when you got to just go save your people. And so it's it's intense, but it it really, it helps you understand what real life is. And so off that, it reminded me of a book of Resisting Happiness by Matthew Kelly. And in chapter 10, it's titled Get Busy Living. And so this guy, Dakota Meyer, he talked about how, you know, now he's in a place where he needs to respect the sacrifice that his friends even made for him. Because in his mind, he, he didn't bring them back. He failed. But it's like, now I need to honor the fact of what they gave up for me to live. So now I need to live. So I was like, oh, get busy living. Um, And in that chapter, it even said, you know, most people spend more time planning their annual vacation than they do planning their daily lives. Mm. And it's like, that's so true. We get on this robotic, just going through the motions every single day where it's like, be more intentional. Like, Mm. what do you really want to do outside of going on vacation? Why are you looking so uh, far forward to that vacation in six months why aren't you excited about what you're doing right now? Let's start there and fix that. And it had a list of regrets. And it kind of reminded me again of Gary Vee where he's like, you know, you want to get scared? Go in a nursing home and, and talk to people and see what they wish they would have done. Mm-hmm. And so it was hitting me in the sense of, you know, don't end up with a list of regrets when you're too old or mobile to do the things you really wanted to do. Like if you want to jump out of a plane – Go do it tomorrow or next month. Somewhere you can jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Mm-hmm. You know, just just do it. And resistance loves to keep you back and from going after what you want. So this book is uh, very faith in God focused, but you can still a lot of very good uh, real life applicable things. But the resistance is it's what keeps you on the couch. It what ke- it's what keeps you from not going to the gym even for thirty minutes. It's it's what keeps you from applying to a different job or starting that side hustle. Resistance likes when you don't act. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, need to get busy living and stay busy living. And, and sometimes we all get stuck. 
but then it's time to get busy living again. Yeah. Hit those roadblocks, then work through them, get busy living again. Mm -hmm. So, um, daily to do list. That's, that's what's, that's what keeps me accountable. Yeah. And and lately I feel like I've been worrying about things that are not in my control as much. So this was a good kick in the pants for me of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, do what you can. Yeah. And enjoy the shit out of doing that. Yeah. And then the rest will, will come as it should. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Resisting happiness, Matthew Kelly. Get busy living, man. I love it. L-I-V-A-N. Gotta keep living. That's what I was going to be following if we didn't have Homecoming on the same. Was uh, Wooderson, Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused. Mm. All right, all right, all right. You would have killed that because you got the boots and everything. I know. And I got the shirt, rolled up a Mm. pack of smokes in the sleeve. Oh, man, would have crushed it. Next year. There's always next year. I mean, Halloween is technically this week, so if you want, I'm sure there's some parties out there in downtown Indianapolis you go to. No, nah, I'm busy in the middle of the week. <laughs> we got interviews. Forgot we got work G- to do. I forgot we're GNSL teammates. That's yeah, right. yeah, we got work to do, man. We ha- I had fun. Yeah. Had fun the other night. Yep. I'm good. I'm going to get this, bro. All right. Hope everyone's crushing it today on this fun Tuesday. Tim, you got anything else to add? I'm good, man. Kill this week. Wait, what would make you great? You said you're good. What would make you great? Uh, Can I make a suggestion? Reading a chapter out of Cardone the night would make me great. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Get learned. Hopefully I have time. Get read. Uh, Good. Then do that so you can feel great. Yeah. It would make me great if everyone would head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. That would make uh, you very great. <laughs> and then DM us at Off the Dome Radio on Instagram, letting us know who you are, your name, and that you left us a review. Give us a good mailing address, physical mailing, not email. That happens quite a bit, more than you think. And we will send you a free laptop sticker on us. No charge to you. Just, what, about 30 seconds of time, Tim? Mm-hmm. For a pretty... Pretty cool looking laptop sticker. And I'm a little biased, but it's pretty sweet. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for always hanging with us. Um, Really makes uh, what we do a lot more fun, a lot easier. Uh, We have a great time. So hopefully you do as well. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. And we'll talk to you in a couple days.